we always say that privacy and security are interrelated and we also know there is no privacy without security and in that context the data security council of india has been playing an active role in guiding organizations guiding the governmental institutions and many others in terms of how to steer this journey of privacy and security especially in a context of india wherein it's complex 1.4 billion people lots of views lots of variety in terms of thinking about privacy and security and so on so in that context i have the privilege and pleasure to meet and discuss all these issues with none other than vinayak godse who's the ceo of data security council of india and also we both worked in tcs long back so let's go and talk to him and understand what does he think about privacy what are the challenges in indian landscape what role is data security council of india playing and how is innovation contributing to privacy implementations hello and welcome to the fit for privacy podcast with punit batia this is the podcast for those who care about their privacy Here your host Punit Bhatia has conversations with industry leaders about their perspectives, ideas and opinions relating to privacy, data protection and related matters. Be aware that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not legal advice. Let us get started. So here we are with Vinayak Godse. Welcome Vinayak to Fit for Privacy podcast. Thank you, Pranath. It's a pleasure to be here on this podcast. It's a pleasure to have you, and thanks for your time from such a busy schedule. Because I see you on LinkedIn, it seems like you're the busiest person in India. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, so let's start with a quick uh, question. We talk about GDPR, and we know GDPR has many aspects, and it can be many meanings for many people. but when you think about gdpr what's the one word that comes to your mind yeah so gdpr is a, in a way one approach to operationalize the expectation that you set up for privacy right in in the in the case of europe privacy is such a fundamental right and how do you operationalize that at a at a level where people can take it and implement it and Uh, which leads to the protection of the fundamental right and that's why gdpr as a regulation um has so much of those nuance level of uh, expectation laid down in a way that people comply with them and uh, it also supports the enforcement mechanism in such a way that um and also created these kind of liabilities and obligation uh, to match to the ex- higher level expectation set up as a privacy as a fundamental right so that's something gdpr is for me i think that's very well said and i would add or complexify it by saying when we have to implement gdpr one you already mentioned is the aspect of legal technical and so on but then you just cannot have a law and implement it i think there goes beyond the law some uh, technological advancement innovation thinking yeah. beyond the legal means and the technical means and the contractual means so can you elaborate on that because i know you have a strong expertise and views on that aspect as well yeah see the privacy we look at right when we say digitization happening so digitization is happening primarily at a, a three key things which is happening in digitization like we are been improving the experience on the consumer we have been improving the productivity and 
more importantly we are trying to find new possibilities right and that is possible when every product and services is becoming more uh, data layer so data is becoming central to that and uh, while doing that we have been the and uh, in a way we are trying to uh, do in a way that uh, entire unbundling of the way the transactions are processing is happening right so a lot of third party a lot of those solution providers startups they are coming and joining to help you the process transaction right and uh, because of that we are really exposed to a uh, lot of those kind of external ecosystem apart from your own organization's ecosystem to do a particular transaction right so the business ecosystem is so complex and the volume of a transaction that we are processing is so rising and so is the velocity basically right and and then millions different type of the type of the data may be collected and way it will be processed will be also very different and at various different kind of organ level of the organization so if you try to solve the problem with only some effort for the for the compliance for the processes for the audit you're not able to solve the expectation at a granular level right uh, so that's what the role of technology comes to, the, to play so the volume complexity accuracy requirement the, the discipline that you want to bring so that will be only possible only if you right to solve the problem more technically in way and that's the key key thing that we drive from dsa that to help ecosystem to understand that these kind of challenges you can solve uh, keeping technology central to the solution and i think when we say keeping technology central to the solution the india plays a key role in providing the software backbone and yeah. software development so there is an element of uh, sometimes concern and sometimes apprehension saying yeah. the indian privacy landscape is still not in some views not so mature and in some views fragmented or it's still developing and all the views are correct but how do you see this landscape currently what is the situation right now yeah so one important question which got answered in 2017 is like where exactly as a country the privacy stand right so the the ruling of the supreme court in 2017 talking about privacy is a, a fundamental right for all indian citizens and residents as well right so so that got underlined so there was certainly me i had been involved into this uh, adequacy assessment and every time the assessment happen there there are a lot of evidences which takes that india do provides constitutional kind of support to the treating privacy at that level but that underlying happening in 2017 is certainly one of the important critical step that we achieved in the country in 2017 and after that the process of uh, setting up these comprehensive privacy laws started or uh, kicked up in the country right but when we started uh, for a country which had 1.4 billion uh, population with uh, digitization is one of the critical mean to to improve the way the economy work right and that involves like uh, inclusion the reaching out to the farthest possible pays the making it sure that uh, the the digitization of the we are bringing the people from the formal economy so all of those goals require you to look at digital and mobile as a one of the critical mean to achieve that goal in the country right so this digitization reality is also very important right one is that and other is this basically and last five years we have been trying to see how can we have this regime which balance between the expectation laid down by these kind of ruling in 2017 to the need of the society to 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 really digitize the economy digitize the different aspects of the life and uh, transaction that we all have been doing that's very well 
put and i think it also adds into the complexity of the environment because complex one it's extremely digital and the other it's completely analog and same yeah. way the understanding or awareness about privacy or the harm it can create is also very varying yeah. so even if you can frame a law to educate and take along 1.4 billion people that's the humongous challenge yeah. so and in this all this land, landscape as the law would come eventually i see that the data security council of india is playing an active role so how is it positioned what's the role because is it security oriented but i see you on linkedin there are privacy elements also there's cyber security also so what's the role of dsci so data security council of india was set up by nascom but when it was set up it was set up as a independent not for profit company right and primary focus uh, is on cyber security and privacy both right so this is probably the interesting experiment of setting up a, a think tank and industry body uh, both um, uh, working together uh, so we we work as a think tank as the industry body for cyber security and privacy focus on cyber security and privacy and set up as an independent company so that really helps us to engage uh, uh, with the government closely so all these machineries of government of india from the cyber security and policy making from digitization perspective and data privacy perspective we work closely uh, with the government of india we had been part of these two committee government of india set up one in 2012 this just the apj committee and then 2018 the sri krishna committee dsa was a formal part of that committee which which laid down the a kind of framework for data protection regulation in this country right so and then we had been contributing to a lot of those policy engagements that government in india had been putting together uh, around cyber security but more importantly last uh, five six years of time mostly in data side and we also engage on the the all this bilateral multilateral discussion happens with respect to data privacy data flow uh, and then um the relation of our trade and our data so that is the area that we engaged uh, through government of india and various of various set of discussion that we had been so is on one hand and other hand then we engage with all the industry sectors so our membership base is all across the industry vertical like banking telecom oil energy power sector health sector and all of them have been trying to now grappling with the challenges of the privacy because all of them have putting together big larger digitization strategy and data is central to that and uh, they all are been lying to see uh, one is because of gdpr and definitely gdpr is driving the policy um, initiatives all across the globe and also in india uh, initially with gdpr but now with uh, these two to 17 regulation the the supreme court ruling and more importantly the, the process which has been set up as uh, setting up the privacy law in this country so most of this member ecosystem is now looking at our support to Uh, to really design and execute their privacy program so we advise and guide our members for that we created our own uh, credential program for privacy so all the exposure that we have in policy making international engagement plus working with different sector we try to capture that into dsci's um, credential program which is dsci certified uh, uh, privacy lead assessor program and dsci certified privacy professional program so we had been we can take some little credit of uh, creating privacy profession in the country thousands of people we train in in privacy and they have been doing their own work in their own companies to implement privacy taking this understanding it better and we have created this privacy leadership ecosystem in the country and i also see that you are in active or promoting a certification so are you getting into more of an iipp or 
uh, ISACA kind of model for India? We are I... a pure play certification body, right? IBP or ISACA is more pure play certification body. Right. We, we see being working as a industry body in think tank for security, we get that exposure, right? On policy side, on international engagement happening around data, on our engagement with all these members that we have um, uh, all across sector. So that also exposes it to quite a good interesting we have the digitization happening in the country. We also engage with startup ecosystem. We also work with digital product ecosystem in the country. So that exposure and that learning that we have translated into development of this credential of BACI. So it's like a translating whatever we are learning to help build the profession in the country. So one part of us is that not all. Uh, I talked about many other things that we do apart from the training. Yeah. We eventually are now trying to bring together some kind of a scheme or mechanism to help people to even evaluate um, their uh, applications, their processes, their practices for privacy. So we are certainly looking at uh, some kind of a assurance uh, structure that we create for people to uh, to comply with and uh, maybe a seal program of DSCI or maybe certification program DSCI. Until now, it was more creation of the profession, but eventually we'll be moving towards uh, probably creating a, something which could be used and leveraged by the, because the enforcement and compliance is also very nuanced, right? So you can't have one way of complying and enforcement, right? So we are trying to find different ways that we can uh, provide to the our membership ecosystem, which they can leverage to, to show their commitment to the privacy implementation. Makes sense. And you're, when you say you're helping individuals, is it individual members or is it corporate-driven memberships? It's corporate member I'm talking about. So, okay. uh, so these so are like primarily a, for corporates. Our top 10 banks of India are now our member. So is the oil energy company. So is the health sector company. So the corporate membership uh, I, I talk about. Okay. And individuals can also become member of DSCI? It's not a, we don't charge anything from member. We have chapters all across the country where they become okay. member of chapter, but we don't really have a kind of a, uh, a kind of fee, I mean, individual membership fee that we charge for the people. Mm -hmm. And what are the challenges you are seeing in India in terms of privacy and security? As we talked earlier, the landscape is quite complex. The variety of awareness is complex uh, or varying. Yeah. So one is the the aggressive digitization that we see right and some of these digitization is being done in terms of bringing together a lot of those experimentation from the government side right so uh, i'm not saying that as a challenge but we probably are uh, showing to the world that digitization can happen in a different way and it can be very scalable so the the experimentation that we did in terms of Aadhaar and then upi and entire digital public infrastructure that we put in together, which which is democratizing the way digitization happened, right? And that also means the kind of payment that we are processing per month is almost going to now $10 billion uh, uh, transaction that we have been doing. No country is coming close to it. So the, when we are creating our own digitization strategy, which could be an example to the other global geographies to follow, so one level up thing is ki how can we more make that more robust? And, and that's what the policymakers are looking at. Ki how can we make that more robust from the policy perspective and also from the, because this is an architectural intervention, right? And government um, uh, laid architectural interventions, right? With institutional governance mechanisms. So how can you make the design and processes more robust? So that's the 
one level that uh, is there and then every sector is digitizing every sector is putting together plan for making use of data or collecting data improving their productivity creating new possibilities for them through that so then then sectoral nuances also sometimes throw challenge to you and we are we are taken sectoral privacy project and that is trying to uh, reveal those kind of challenges and trying to find solutions for that which could be very good guiding factor for our members then the digital product industry is also growing quite well in india and in a way b2c in creating those digital product ecosystem and probably having those unicorns uh, india's third largest startup ecosystem in the world and uh, that uh, is largely based on the digitization right and digital as a mean to so there are a lot of digital first organization in the country and where they have been collecting processing information all across the areas and ideas they are working on so that is another area to look at and then a um, um, uh, lot of those uh, uh, products and elements that has been used right and largely uh, some of those products uh, are getting consumed so we software side uh, uh, we are definitely good but then a lot of those products now coming in iot side in a uh, digital thing side basically so those consumption which are happening and that could lead to some of the challenges that we see now across global india as well but here the value is significant uh, the transaction value is also quite significant number of people significant lot of diversity all across the country the enforce the language uh, is another challenge the, the you may define one structure and one way of implementing privacy but then the it has to deal with the diversity right it has to deal with the enforcement um, kind of a challenges and all across the country so these challenges are very important and very unique challenges for india to have its own uh, digital uh, protection or data protection regime and also find its own way of uh, making it sure that you have the content principle and also you have the enforcement mechanism which could match to these challenges indeed and i think as the digitization happens at the pace and the scale at which it's happening it's important to figure in security and privacy by design and that's where dsci and you are playing an active role in helping the organizations and how are these challenges that you mentioned being solved especially because india has a lot of innovation and creativity and there are a lot of ideas lots of opportunities how what do you see happening in that space because when the law comes that will be needed so, uh, so it's not one law right it's like a, a kind of a framework that we had been uh, uh, putting together right so there is a data protection uh, digital data protection bill which is in place right and there is a constitutional guarantee that i just talked about then the digital india act which is also coming in there is a telecom bill which is coming in so it's all will work together to create a, a kind of a regime policy regime for uh, data led economy in the country right um another thing is uh, while this is being played uh, a care is certainly being taken that this is not really stifling the innovation and digitization possibility so that's the second care we have been taking and we are seeing some of the challenges that gdpr has thrown in terms of uh, uh, challenges and some frustration associated with gdpr is really inhibiting people to innovate do more digitization and Uh, that learning is definitely kicked in in terms of the way we had been thinking about our bill uh, third part is uh, uh, in a way uh, at a at a national and government level i think uh, 
the story that we have been creating in terms of our own story through digital public infrastructure so lot of deliberations are also happening if you are taking it to the global market so how can we make more robust uh, in nature um uh, people and citizens basically getting connected and because we got this entire retention regime from high value to low value to low value high value everybody seems now doing transaction largely on a digital way so then um, sometimes uh, that led to possibilities of fraud right so the fraud is certainly one of the in terms of percentage we may not be that significant but uh, because value is so big so absolute number looks very very significant right and that that may give impression that uh, uh, somehow the frauds are uh, quite significant and uh, and how do you really create a, a ecosystem or design of the solution so that it doesn't leave scope for the fraud and even if there is a fraud happening there is a very effective efficient uh, uh, support system available for victim uh, so that, those are the areas basically so the lot of thinking is going on in this country as of now that's good to know because fraud inevitably will happen you yeah. you can do your best but you cannot say it will not happen and when it happens the redressal mechanisms for individuals are what we look into and also yeah. guiding the organizations to mitigate any uh, loopholes that are there or reduce the number of loopholes so is the data security council also playing that part uh, in terms of uh, creating those redressal mechanisms or working so with we, the government uh, we had so we had been so we closely work with law enforcement agencies we have a one center called as a ccitr it's a center for cyber crime investigation training research center which is like a police premises we set up this with help of the industry and we have been training law enforcement officials to understand this cyber crime fraud ecosystem well and training them in digital forensic crime investigation presenting those cases in court well um so uh, building the law enforcement's capability in this area is certainly one important thing that we do at national level we contribute to lot of those thinking which is happening in terms of how do you address these strategically at national level through policy intervention plus some of the system thinking which is happening at national level there's a g20 conference which is happening um, next month only focused on the crime and cyber security which minister um, home affairs has been hosting that we we are one, one of the knowledge partner their partners there um, we also work with uh, our own uh, member ecosystem in financial sector right so uh, we did seek their help to spread more awareness we help them in the strategy they are laying down to uh for cyber security and the fraud management as well and we also nurture the industry in this area like fraud management industry the digital forensic industry the consulting services industry in this area so these are multifaceted effort that we put together to uh, to contribute in this area very nice and if i mean in a sense of time and also to kind of get towards a close if there is an organization who's been unsure on security and privacy and wants to do something what would be your one advice to them yeah so we ask them to start with creating good visibility about the data that you have been collecting generating um receiving or sharing right uh, 
and that's the critical first step right to get so visibility is the key first step that you achieve with respect to data protection so that's the key critical measure that we start then once you have that then yourself will think about can i i i with this data this concerns will come to me and with this concern i need to have some kind of a process some kind of organization that needs to be set policy needs to be set up basically i need to probably understand what it brings to me in terms of regulation uh, uh, my obligations on liability you start looking on that then this data that you do the processing that you do you share with the external ecosystem then you start thinking about ki i am owning privacy so and i am also sharing the data so how can i share the responsibility with my ecosystem that work with me so then you start looking at how can you share with to contract any other mean you then start monitoring it because you know that small incident create a larger problem for privacy and you know that ki every every breach uh, would could create a, the, the liability could be very specific to individual breach so then you start monitoring uh, the entire system for the privacy specific uh, breach then you create a specific technology structure and processes for securing the personal data so you create the sensitization about the personal data try to bring process like a privacy impact assessment in the organization so the the initial first step is to create the visibility so that's where you start and that's the key advice that we try to get it to the uh, try to give it to our member ecosystem once you yourself create visibility you start taking all of the steps which i just mentioned about i think very fair uh, that if you have to do and that's what even in gdpr we say that if you have to do have a record of processing activity yeah. or the data inventory and then build data maps and data flows and then start seeing where the vulnerabilities are and start addressing one by one but before uh, we close just one final question because a lot of people would get confused or are still getting confused around two or three terms we use security and privacy so well these are interchangeable but how do you see the security privacy or the data protection angle see privacy the questioning is different than a security right security is largely do it you are doing for you and your assets and your um, infrastructure and you protect try to protect that right but privacy you have to do some for somebody else right and it's mostly the citizens and residents of the country and they have been assured about the right right and that's why there's obligation liability sitting on you right and that's why uh, questioning that you have for the privacy is different so for example with security we will at the most we'll go need to know basis access to the information right uh, privacy will put a question ki why you need that information why that much information so this this questioning wouldn't come in security this will this questioning uh which large stem from the minimization purpose limitation such kind of expectation privacy those expectations are different expectation than a security expectation so that's the first distinction right and then uh and that's why it is different than a uh, uh security but, but then one you need to find a relation between the security and privacy so these expectations are now articulated largely in a content principle of privacy and security is certainly one of the so many other principles of the privacy right uh, so one way is look at key security is one principle out of lot of other content principle that we talk about second is security also mean to deliver privacy is how the security control security technology security uh, uh, architecture can help you to manage the expectations of privacy much better basically so this is a relation and also distinction that 
we try to see from our perspective. Very well said. I've asked this question and even answered this question many times. But uh, the profoundness and the simplicity with which you brought in the aspect, the one is from the perspective of the individual and other is from the perspective of the organization. And the interest is very different. Privacy is purely in the interest of the individual. So yeah. That's uh, very well said. And I think that's a very good uh, moment to say it's been a very useful and very enlightening conversation. I'm sure everyone will enjoy it. And I would say thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me here in this platform. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you liked the show, feel free to share it with a friend and write a review. If you have already done so, thank you so much. And if you did not like the show, don't bother and forget about it. Take care and stay safe. Fit for Privacy helps you to create a culture of privacy and manage risks by creating, defining, and implementing a privacy strategy that includes delivering scenario-based training for your staff. We also help those who are looking to get certified in CIPPE, CIPM, and CIPT through on-demand courses that help you prepare and practice for certification exam. Want to know more? Visit www.fitforprivacy.com. That's www.fit4privacy.com. If you have questions or suggestions, drop an email at hello at fitforprivacy.com. Until next time, goodbye.